Sports Wrap. This FM Sports Wrap. I'm John Kerrigan in for Brad Brown on what's today? Is it Tuesday or is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday already, I think. <laughs> I know it's almost payday. That's the good news. In fact, it is payday. Wednesday, the 30th of September. Welcome to it. A warm day in Johannesburg. It's a warm day for the box as well. The Springbok team has been announced. We'll unpack that with Corne Kricher later on in the program. Banyana Banyana in action this weekend. We're speaking to the coach Vera Powell and all the Champions League action as well. All of that still ahead in the program. Let's run through some of your sports headlines first of all good news for Jean de Villiers is that the first step for his return to playing rugby he underwent successful surgery on his broken jaw in Cape Town today he's going to recuperate at home for a little bit and then a decision on whether he'll return to England to support the Springbok team will be made later on meanwhile Hanukkah Mayer named his team and there's no Victor Matfield included in the squad like I said we'll go through the full team but I can tell you Jesse Creel is in Delenders in the centre and the new captain is Farida Priya at scrum half. He'll be passing out to Pollard at the back, but more on that later on. Let's go to Absa Curry Cup action. Free State Cheetahs made six changes to their side that lost heavily to the Golden Lions on Saturday. Ruin from Rensburg and Neil Marais start on the bench. Francois Smith, the coach, says that the game against the Pumas this weekend is as important as their clash against the Sharks in Bloemfontein next week. There's a lot of inexperienced players and people that grow into the Curry Cup competition, but the standard was was was, was really high, and I feel that, uh, as you said, um, any team, you know, is a difficult team to play against, uh, especially away or at home. The, the, the teams at home tend to lift their performance by 20 to 50 percent, and it's going to be therefore very difficult to go out there and just uh, and, and, and play against the Pumas. The final tie of the 2016 Olympics qualifier between Banyana Banyana and Equatorial Guinea will go ahead as planned this weekend, despite a protest from the Nigerian Football Federation. First leg being played at the Makuleng Stadium in Tembisa on Saturday. Favorable results in the next two matches will see Banyana reaching the Olympic Games in Rio in Brazil next year. Banyana are fresh from their All-Africa Games. They failed to reach the semi-finals they bowed out in the group stages. Uh, later on, we're speaking to Vera Powell, but earlier she said that the experience of bowing out has prepared them well for this tie. The team is ready for it and of course it's football you don't know if you make it but we feel that we are as ready as possible with this qu- the quality of the players that we have um, and it's our task to take out the best of our team and eliminate what we're not too good at and our tiny frogs. We all know it's about uh, possessional play, variety in our play uh, and not about fights in the air and, and the long balls and, and so on. So um, we've used the, um, the African games to get all those long balls that are unnecessary played forward that we lose always to get them out of our play and it's fantastic that we had the opportunity to play against high level opposition and to exercise that. Um, and the, the players have taken that on board and I think we have really, really grown a lot in that week. Orlando Pirates legend Helman Kalele says that 2015 CAF Confederations Cup finals will be between his former club and Tunisian outfit Etuel du Sahil. He says following their respective victories this past weekend, both sides have improved their chances of making it into the final stage of the continental tournament. It's a strong possibility that they can meet Etuel Sahil from Tunisia since they beat Zamalek by five goals to one. Even though that score is reversible. So, but for now, I think Orlando Pirates are likely to meet this hell, of which, again, it will be an advantage for Orlando Pirates since they've been in the final before uh, of the Champions League uh, recently. So they have that momentum. So I think Orlando Pirates 
Yeah. So I think all of the parents they are ready for any team that can come their way. Bloemfontein Celtic meet in Pumalanga Black Aces on Sunday in the opening round of the 2015 Telkom Knockout Cup. Malawian striker Gabadinho Mango is back in training after a lengthy groin injury. Celtic manager John Maduka shares an update on Mango's progress. You know, we're very happy to have Mohango that, you know, is fit and is back in the team, training with the team. And uh, you know that he did play also one of the game of the disc one. Um, we just need, you know, much, much more, much fit, fitness. Then after that, I think he will be fine. But otherwise, it's good to have him back in the team. You know, our strikers have been doing well, but also to have Mohango in the team, it's like a, a bonus. And finally, the West Indies won't take part in the 2017 Champions Trophy after Pakistan put them to 8th place in the ICC's one-day rankings as today's cut-off. Only the top eight teams compete in the tournament, as well as Pakistan, Australia, India, South Africa, New Zealand, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh will join hosts England. Bangladesh were last involved in the event in 2006, made sure of their place by beating South Africa in July. Those are your sport headlines. Let's talk rugby. SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM Sports Wrap. Let's chat to Kone Cricker about the Springbok team that's just been announced. Uh, surprise inclusion for some. Vili LaRue starting at the back. Kone, would you say this is possibly the strongest side we could put out without all the injuries? Yeah, I think so. You know, possibly, you know, Victor Matfield coming in and he probably would have been captain if he wasn't injured. But, but I think Vili is a great captain and a, and a great leader and a guy who leads by example. And that's mm. probably the most important thing for any captain, you know. So, um, It'll be great to, to see um, Jesse Kuhl and Damon Allender together again, Ludiach and even Isabel together. So there's a couple of combinations that a lot of people thought beforehand were the strongest combinations that are now there together. Mm. It's, let, let's start right at the front. The Salsea Sharks lineup, Yanni, Bismarck and Tendai, they're, they're, they're always strong. Criticisms, though, about the Duplessis brothers, they give away points. Is that something we should worry about? No, not really, you know. Uh, you know, when you when you play on the edge like Bismarck, especially, you know, you know, you're always going to give away a penalty here and there. But you know, he wins more turnovers than he gives penalties away. So usually that sorts itself out. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think they're both great players. Um, I would have liked to maybe have seen Francois Labor start ahead of Yanni, but, but I think. Um, I think he's going for the experience. Billy mm. LaRue at the back, he's always exceptional. He does open it up. But the Springboks are playing, they, they say they're going back to basics, kick it back into the opposition's half. Is he good enough to be able to do all that? Yes, he is. You know, He's a phenomenal guy. He's got that expect and he can sort things out very, very easily. You know, So I think he's a, he's a great guy to have in the squad. Jesse Creel's got some big boots to fill with Delenda. He's fantastic, isn't he? He's a good centre pairing, I think. Very good centre pairing, and as I said, you know, before, and a lot of people said that's the, that should be the starting mm. uh, starting centre pairing, you know. But unfortunately, you know, for Jean now he's out, so you know, maybe we'll see them together now, and maybe you know they'll 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 really step up to the plate and, and perform as people expect them to. Uh, anyway, when you look at the backline bench, when you you can bring Ruan Pinna on with these 135 or 135 points, and Pat Lambie with these 131 points, it's we we suddenly have quite a strong bench. Certainly have a strong bench coming on, don't we? Yeah, we do, you know, and it's always great to, to have good players on the bench with experience that can come on and, and hopefully, you know, secure the game or, or swing the game, you know, mm. so it's great for, 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 to have those, that experience on the bench. Talk about Scotland, Cornade. What kind of opposition can we expect? Well, serious opposition. They're a good team and they're a team full of confidence at the moment. They've been playing well. 
are building up to this World Cup. So they'll be a strong team. And, and you know, any team with, with a good pack of fours and a good nine and ten is always very difficult to play against. So they'll be tough. But, you know, I have no doubt that if we play to our potential, we can beat them. What sort of style do you think that uh, Heineke Mayer wants to approach? Is it again, first 20 minutes, we spoke about this last weekend, first 20 minutes coming out firing? Yeah, that's obviously very important, but you have to keep firing for 80 minutes against <laughs> Scotland, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, if you want to beat Scotland, you have to match them up front and put them under pressure in the forwards and that, and, you know, make that pressure go through back to the back line. So, in my mind, you know, we, we're going to have to have a very strong dominant performance up front to win this game. Talk us through what the players are going through now. It's it's almost halfway through the Rugby World Cup already. Obviously, the bodies are feeling battered. How do they lift themselves up week in and week out for something like this? Uh, it's not difficult at all, right? <laughs> you're the World Cup, you're the World Cup, and, you know, your body adapts, so they've, they, they'll all be in peak physical condition, yeah. the best condition they've probably ever been in, you know, so... In my mind, that doesn't play a role at all. The guys will be excited and, and getting, wanting to get onto the field and make sure we're on top of the lock. Do numbers matter for players? I was just looking through the press release that was sent out by SA Rugby. Uh, Brian Abana's up for a couple of records. JP Peterson, uh, even Ruan Pino's up for a possible couple of records. Does that matter to the guys? Not really. I think what matters really the most is, is, is the performance on the day and, and the result. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's definitely the most important thing. So, you know, the guys, you know, it's always great when you get, get a, you know, a, a milestone of some sort. But that's, that's always secondary. Cornet, give us a score prediction. What do you think is going to happen? I'd say 28-10 to South Africa. 28-10. Big 18 points. You're brave, huh? Yep. Yep. It's going to be a good one for us. Cornet Cricket, thanks for joining us here on SportsRap. Sure, thanks. Join us this Thursday on Top Billing as we take five with R&B giant Brian McKnight. Ask what's for dinner with Jay Something as Vikasa's gastronomic front man cooks up food for love. Winner home presenter Kanya Siengo gets takeouts with Durban's best bunny chow. Plus Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway talk about their new movie, The Intern. That's Top Billing this Thursday night at 7.30. Repeat Sunday at 12.30. Find it on 3. Don't forget to tune into the health update tomorrow at 11.05. Proudly brought to you by MediClinic. Expertise you can trust. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm John Kerrigan for Brad Brown today. Let's chat about Champions League football. Groups A through D are in action today. Let's go through some of the highlights. Manchester United against Wolfsburg. Why not start there? Without midfielder Michael Carrick, let's chat to Sean Bartlett. Sean, what do you think about this match? Man United against Wolfsburg at home. It's uh, impenetrable at home sometimes, aren't they? Yeah, um, obviously also going on current form and, and the weekend's results, I would assume them to go out and actually get a win. They, they need to get the first win under the belt. It's a tough spot going to PSV and losing, but Wolfsburg is going to be no easy game for them. Now you say that, but the English clubs are struggling in the Champions League at the moment. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if it's surprising or not. Um, <laughs> maybe it's just the, the quality you come up against in, in Europe is uh, slightly better. Um, there's no more small clubs in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, everybody is competing uh, to advance to the next stage, and uh, Chelsea and Arsenal found that out last night. Manchester United never lost their first two games in the Champions League campaign. Can they turn things around? I think they can. They've got enough quality. 
Um, it's just a matter of increasing the intensity and um, obviously the uh, converting the chances. Um, I think that that's going to be critical tonight. Mm. Real Madrid up against Malmo. It sounds easy, but it's not the same Real Madrid because Gareth Bale and Rodriguez are going to miss tonight's match. Yeah, but I think when you, when you look at Real Madrid and, and the players they're bringing in as replacements, um, might not be the same quality, but I think as far as being effective is concerned, uh, they always manage to, to get the results. And uh, when you've got somebody like Ronaldo in your team <laughs> who finds the back of the net quite frequently, um, you'd expect a 3 or 4 nil uh, result. I see. Or, uh, Sergio Ramirez and Pepe also left out. Is that maybe they're taking Malmo just uh, it's one of those easy games? No, I wouldn't say easy. I think also a lot of the times the managers, they've got to sort of uh, use the whole squad. It's a very long season, um, and, and that's why some of these players pick up injuries. Um, mm. If you play in week in, week out, three games, so it takes a toll on your body. So I think a lot of the managers are just making sure they utilize uh, the whole squad and give young players opportunities as well. Let's move on to a big one. I love this team. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Practiced that over a couple of times. Against Manchester City, both coming off losses in their opening matches. Uh, I guess they both have something to prove. Uh, without a doubt. I think even more so Manchester City. Um, I think when you talk about Champions League, it's probably the one um, competition that's been eluding them and as far as getting to the, to the sort of semi-finals and finals. And if you look at uh, the way they've been playing over the last 10 days... Um, I think I'm leaning a lot to, <laughs> towards the Munchen Gladbach, to be honest. Um, they haven't they haven't been that convincing. Um, having started the, the season very well in the EPL, uh, they've uh, fallen apart a bit uh, over the last 10 days. Yeah, I, I love the way British football or, or football go back in history because the yeah. last time these guys played was back in 1978-79. Uh, Borussia beat Manchester City and went on to win the trophy, the UEFA Cup. So uh, do, can we go on that kind of history? Yeah, well, that's, that's one thing that uh, I think is for, for the media when it comes to <laughs> stats and, and history. Mm. A lot of the current players will tell you, um, you know, everything has changed since then. Um, I think, obviously... Uh, the desire of players and, and you don't even have to talk about salaries but I think when it comes to the desire and, and want to win trophies um, uh, like I said before every player want to win trophies doesn't matter if you play for a big or not so not so big club mm. uh, and talking of ridiculous stats no English club has ever beaten Gladbach in the Germans own stadium so I think that's something to write home about well, that, that's a great opportunity for Manchester City then to go there and sort of uh, rewrite history of it, you know. Um, I think they also need to bounce back um, from the last 10 days. And uh, like I always say, it takes one game to turn your season around. Mm. And I think this could be a, possibly be a game, considering that nobody's giving them a, a chance to go there to get a result. Let's talk about some of the other games. CSKA Moscow at home against PSV. Astana against Galatasaray. That's an early kickoff there. Madrid against Benfica. What are the, some of the highlights for you? I think the CSK Moscow PSV will be quite interesting. It's never easy to go to Moscow, um, but maybe uh, PSV will be a bit of full of confidence now after beating Manchester United. Uh, I think Madrid also. Um, the, the preparations have been going really well for uh, Simeone. And um, well, once again, um, Torres uh, back in the Champions League, uh, obviously looking to get some good goal-scoring form. Galatasaray, I think, uh, was disappointing to, to lose their first game at home. And I think they will probably look to, to open up their campaign um, and try and get a win tonight. It's been fascinating chatting to you. Uh, give us uh, quick uh, predictions. Manchester United win, and who else? Uh, I think uh, Manchester City will probably go to Gladbach and get a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if I think of uh, anything Arsenal, Athena, Atletico will go and win. Real Madrid will go and win. Uh, CSK and Moscow, I think, uh, will be uh, quite a tough one, but I think they'll, they'll pull through with a win over PSV as well. So, Bakker, thanks for joining us on SportsRack. Uh, most welcome. Thank you. Cheers. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. SAFM Sports Wrap and Equatorial Guinea against Banyana Banyana will go ahead as planned this weekend, as despite a protest from the Nigerian Football Federation. First leg happening at the Makuleng Stadium in Tembisa on Saturday afternoon. We're joined by Banyana coach Vera Powell. Vera, good chatting to you. Banyana Banyana ready for this match? We are more than ready. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a fantastic preparation and uh, we, we could not be more ready than we will be now. Uh, by all accounts, you've you had a good rest period, and it's not necessarily a good thing because you were bundled out of the All-Africa Games. Uh, has that been a, yeah. a, an advantage for you then, I guess? Um, well, let's turn it around. The All-Africa Games have put us on the driving seat. And um, unfortunately, uh, because of unfair play, we were, we were put out mm. with a draw, which has never been a draw. Um, so, but then we sat together with the squad and we thought, well, is that each other? What do we do? Are we go- now going to be angry here and just, um, go home and not doing anything? Or are we going to use this to, uh, to show that we are having only one direction? Mm. The team stood up and they said, well, we can maybe have a rest this morning to get over our disappointment that this afternoon we'll be there again. And from that moment, we just, trained so hard and we planned another international game against Tanzania, a friendly game because they were there also still um, and um, that has helped us to prepare very, very well because we could now focus on things that we could not have focused on if, if we would not have had this opportunity. How much has the Nigerian Football Federation protest affected you, if at all? Not at all. In fact, we didn't even know about it. <laughs> and I'm very surprised that that is announced now because as far as we knew, there was just an investigation on part for, on base of an, on a private email. And FIFA sent us an, uh, a letter because they heard also about these rumors and they said the games are just going ahead as normal. Okay. You, you've said that yeah. you, you've learned lessons from the way you played at all Africa games. The long balls weren't working yeah. for you. Um, well, we actually put as goal on uh, a second goal on the um, on these games to to in, uh, develop our possession of play and to develop uh, the fact that we would never ever give uh, just a whack forward if it's not necessary mm. because we are tiny frogs and we have to control the game because if we go into a battle of fighting against those those huge women against us then we will always lose it and. Normally, you don't have the chance to test that on international level, but now we had, and we've developed in three games uh, the way a, a way of controlling the game, which we would have never been able to do uh, in another way. So um, that is the huge benefit of playing these games. Um, and unfortunately, we could not come back with gold, which we felt that we really could because um, we played very well, uh, we played the best football, and. Um, it's just unfair play that kept us out. So we have only taken positives out of it. And uh, this week we are putting the dots on the eye. And Saturday we will be ready. Good results. Your next two matches means you qualify for Rio. How much of the current squad that you're working with will be able to play in Rio still? Um, well, uh, the best players will play. And 
if these players are the best players, they will play in Rio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt to me to that, that I would think like this. This or that player would not be able to play in mm. Rio, not at all. Mm. Not one player. Is there any worry that maybe Saskok won't send Banyana Banyana to Rio? I know there are issues with some sports that they might have qualified, but they might not go. Yeah. Is is that an issue with yeah. with football? No, they did send us a letter, but FIFA jumped in immediately because this is a FIFA tournament. And FIFA decides who's qualified. And if you join the qualification campaign, you also join the roles of FIFA. So there's no doubt about it. If we win the, these two legs, if, if we proceed, then we will go to Rio. Vera, what can we look forward to? Big match coming up on Saturday afternoon, so what can we expect from the team? That <laughs> um, we are playing to our strengths. That is what, what we are developing for, um, what we are preparing, and uh, eliminating what we are not so good at. Um, we will face a strong, physically strong team. Um, there's 11 players of this squad, the, of the players who played against Nigeria um, last month, 11 of them played in the World Cup in 2011. Mm. So we know them very well. There's maybe four or five players that could surprise us, but um, we will be ready for their style of play and we will have our game plan ready also. Vera Powell, coach of Banyana Banyana. Thanks for joining us on SportsRap. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Everyone has that one friend whose sole reason for being is to tell your energy. Always rocking the latest stars. I woke up like this. But no car, no cash. Let's pay the bill. Ah, uh, fam, I'm coming back. Geek guy professor knows where the ladies are chilling, but his max skills questionable. 7 p.m. What's up message? Donna, what are we doing today? Pick me up. Pick you up? Who said I'm going anywhere? Ah, uh, tells you what to do in your own car. Where to go and what music to play. Are you a GPS or a DJ? Then later, drop him off at his place. And then you wonder why the rest of the week you feel so load-shedded. Like an overworking stove. There are times when you just need to switch that friend off. Save some energy. I suggest we all switch off our stoves for a few hours this weekend. Because you know, when the bill comes, <laughs> the friend is Dolono gone. Sometimes we forget exactly how many appliances and devices are actually in our homes. So imagine how many there are in the over 15 million households in South Africa. Now consider if every one of those households simply unplugged unnecessary appliances or switched the light off when they left the room, especially between 5 and 9 p.m. Probably there would be more than enough power to go around. Makes you think, doesn't it? Hashtag 49M. SAFM Sports Wrap. John Kerry here in for Brad Brown today. Big Springbok announcement happening earlier on. In case you missed it earlier on, Farid Dupree named as the captain for the Springbok side. Scott Berger will be vice captain. Uh, Dupree on fly half. Pollard as uh, correction. Farid Dupree as scrum half. Pollard's at fly half with uh, Brian Abana, JP out in the wings. Creel and Delenda are the centre pairing. Vili is at the back with the Chelsea Sharks in front. So let's go through or let's hear from uh, Springbok scrum coach now, Peter De Villiers. And he's warned that the Springboks of the potential danger of this, of Scotland, uh, that they pose not only as a team, but they'll be even stronger opponents in the scrums. Yes, I think they bring they bring the full package. You know, they're technically um, very sound. Uh, in terms of back five, they they fire regularly and they bring a lot of power from there as well. They've uh, had a great start to the competition. So, um, 
Um, you know, in the past as well, we've had some serious battles against against Scotland in terms of scrummaging. So we we definitely take them with a serious side, and and uh, and looking forward to uh, to a to a top level battle this weekend. Well, the Villiers says that there have been positives and negatives from the way the Springboks scrummed in their win against Samoa on Saturday. But he stated that they finished off strongly, which is positive, and they'll be building on that this week ahead of the game against Scotland. I think there were positives and negatives. We, 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 we developed well through the game, um, finished strong. Uh, it was important for us to finish strong. We, we kind of changed, uh, changed the trend there. It was good for us. Uh, in the beginning, sometimes we didn't set our scrum that well, so we were looking at a couple of technical things. Um, but the guys also sorted out doing the game, which was very positive. Well, De Villiers had some words of praise for South African-born Scottish prop Vierpian Nell. He's Scotland's number eight or number one tight head prop. De Villiers believes that Nell has changed the way that the Scots dominate the set piece and improved them into a formidable force. I think Vipi has, has progressed um, a lot as a player. Coming to Europe brings a, a different scrum battle, different scrum challenge, and um, and it always makes you know makes a player more round and a more balanced player. Um, so Vipi definitely, I think, has, has become their number one tight head. Um, came on this weekend again and changed and changed the scrums for them. So yes, we're looking we're looking forward to that battle. Vipi will obviously have a lot to prove as well this weekend. So the, the battle will be will be up there. Springbok flank Francois Lowe says it will be important for the Springboks to adapt to the referee's calls at the breakdown in order to gain dominance in that area of the game. Lowe is particularly wary of the danger that Scotland pose at the breakdown. He believes the Scots will try to slow down the Springboks' possession in order to deny the South Africans any form of quick ball to their backs. Uh, yeah, it'll be tough. Um, you know, obviously facing something different to what we faced last weekend. Uh, you know, as a side... In terms of the breakdown, we continuously try and evolve um, you know, to how the referees are blowing the game, uh, to how our opponents might uh, address that area of the game. Uh, Scotland are effective there. We've seen that in the past. Um, you know, they will, they will attack ball. They will try and slow you down there uh, and sort of affect the tempo of the game. Um, it's important for us to get quick ball. Uh, you know, we like to obviously play an attacking style of rugby. Um, and you know, get get ball on the front foot. So it's going to be a big emphasis for us. Uh, they've got some guys who are good in that area. Um, it will definitely require a sharp effort from our side to, to counter that. Well, Lowe believes that the only way to dominate the breakdown will be by getting to the phase quicker than the opposition. The Springboks are wary of Scotland flanker Alastair Strokosh, who was influenced in Scotland's near win against the Springboks in Nelspray three years ago. Yeah, I think we are expecting a. Uh, Massive focus from their side at the breakdown. Um, you know they are good at influencing that point of the game. Um, you know certain players bring bring certain things at the breakdown. Uh, you know he's, he's done well for them in the past. It'll be a guy that we'll have to uh, you know make sure that we stop. Um, but again, as I said, I think the emphasis just comes back to us completely when it comes to that, uh, that point of the game. You know. Um, you know the quicker we get in there from attacking the breakdown perspective, uh, the tighter we are. It's you know irrelevant. Uh, you know what what different kinds of oppositions you face there. Um, and the emphasis is speed for us. Uh, we want to make sure we get a solid uh, breakdown point um, and not allow their key players, their loose forwards, who are good at the breakdown, to get in there and affect uh, you know, double. Well, De Villiers says the Springboks will be taking Scotland very seriously after some close encounters between the two nations and the fact that Scots have shown that they are an effective team at the World Cup with two wins from their two matches. We can certainly remember games where it was a, where it was a very tough battle against them against them as well. So um, 
we take them very seriously. That their build-up to the World Cup has been very good. Um, their preparation games have been have been good. Their first two games in the pool stages have been have been have been basically perfect as well. So we, we you know we know it's a team on the up. Vern Cotter has changed a lot for that team as well. Yeah, they've uh, they've upped at one level. They, they, the clubs are doing well in in, in local comp- European competitions at the moment. So it clearly is a is a country on the up in terms of in terms of rugby quality, and that is I think more enough to to make sure that our mindset will be at the right place on Saturday. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Well, if you're just tuning in now, just in case you missed it, Farida Prea will become the Springboks' 56th Test captain. He leads South Africa out in a must-win encounter against uh, Scotland at St. James Park at Newcastle on Saturday. He made a massive impact upon his return against the match against Samoa last weekend. He's been entrusted with a captaincy in the absence of Jean de Villiers and Victor Matfield. They've both been ruled out due to injury. Skulk Berger will be captain. Hane Kamea has made three changes in the starting lineup for Saturday's match, two of them injury-enforced. Jesse Creel will link up with Demi Delinda in the midfields in place of Villiers. Luit Diaka takes over from Matfield at lock. The third change, rotational switch at hooker. Bismarck comes in in the place of Adrian Strauss. That's SFM Sports Wrap for today. Thanks to Siobhan for producing the show. My name's John Herricker. Dwayne DeLocker in next, uh, tomorrow. Uh, plenty of football coming up tomorrow in the PSL Sekunjalo show. That's at half past six. Now the, the news at seven o'clock.